Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today as we talk about the second installment of our series entitled Nearness. I know that is a foreign word to us nowadays because of this almost two years into this pandemic. The word nearness is something that we do not use every day. Instead, we use the word physical and social distancing. We use the word isolation. We use the word quarantine almost every day in our vocabulary. That's why I love the word nearness as the title of our series because it goes, it takes us back into how we are made relationally. That there is a nearness that has to happen not only with the other people, but more importantly, we are to acknowledge the nearness of God in our situation. You're watching the 9 a.m. service and in an effort to continue on with God, what God has called us to do, we try to, we, we try to maximize the platforms that He has given us. Yes, we are meeting today online here at 9 a.m., but do you know that we have a, a, an on-site service in the parking lot that we have been doing the past three weeks now? The service is in the parking lot of Robinson's Galleria. I remember the first time we had it, I saw some familiar faces, our leaders in the morning services. And I, it, it was just a great feeling to rekindle those relationships and see people. After all, again, we are made for relationships. Not Yes, we make do with the online thing, but nothing really replaces face-to-face -face interaction. So though the government lowered the, the alert levels this week, we are going to maximize everything that we can to again reconvene and worship God together face to face. Nearness. It's something that we need to take into heart. Our nearness, the God's nearness towards us. Because in the world that we are in right now, we are bombarded by fears, left, right, front, and center. We are, we are bombarded by uncertainty during this pandemic. And as we go and dive into the Word of God, we are reminded that we should increase our faith. That's why I love about, what I love about Scripture. That it seems that Around us, there's a lot of issues going on. But when we look at, when we go back to the Word, we are, we, we, we believe what's most important. That our faith is as real as the situations that we face. And God calls us to increase our faith in Him, to increase our trust in Him. And as we look at Scripture today, here's my prayer. And here's what I want us to what our posture should be this morning. We approach God in humility, knowing that we are about to approach Him, the limitless God in His ultimate wisdom for us to apply this in our everyday lives. So as we read the most important words of this sermon this morning, I would like to invite you to please stand with me and open your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 43, and I'm going to read verses 1 to 7. In verse 1, it says, But now, thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, 
For I have redeemed you. I have called you by, my, by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west. I will gather you. I will say to the north, give up. And to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for these words. I pray, Lord God, that as we talk about it, as it is preached, as we meditate upon it this week, Lord, I pray for a greater revelation of who you are. And God, our commitment, as always, is as we hear you, we would respond in obedience. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord, of hearing your word. I pray, Father, that it would land on good soils of our hearts so that it may produce our harvest for your glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. You may take your seats. I am preaching from the book of Isaiah chapter 43, and it would be good for us to look at this context. In Isaiah chapter 43, it was when Israel was really in a confused state. They, were, they just came from a war. They, they were, uh, there were stories of th another threat of war. There were hopelessness, helplessness, and fear was starting to creep in. Last week, we, talk about, we talked about God's comfort. This morning, we are going to talk about God's courage. Do you know that when fear creeps in in our lives, we try to hold on to something that we could control? Do you know that when, we, when fear is overwhelmingly prevalent in our lives, we try to go into control mode? I don't know why that is, but we try to tend to hold on to something, not realizing what we're holding on to is temporary. It is temporary. In the lives of the Israel, they were trying to hold on to the superpowers of their day. They were trying to make alliances left and right so that they would be exempted from the coming judgment and the coming war. And fast forward to our situation today, sometimes we, when we are fearful, we try to make ourselves, we, we try to go into things that would make us kind of more stable, not realizing that but, but those things are temporary. It could be our jobs, it could be the positions that we hold, it could be even a relationship that we have. But apart from God's solid foundation, everything else is on shaky ground. It seems foolish that the people of God will exchange their alliance and their trust to a worldly power instead of a supernatural power. But we tend to do that, isn't it? 
in our sin, it makes us see ourselves more in control than, when, than what we really are. It seems like we have it all together, but if you look at the inside of us, in our sin, we try to trust something or someone that really has no control over our lives. Instead of running towards God, we tend to, in our challenges that we face, run away from God. So today, I hope our prayer that in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the challenges, the suffering, the trial, the sickness, the death that we have been experiencing this past couple of years, we see it all over the news, we see it in our families, we see it in our workplaces, we see it even in our campus. I hope that when we face challenges, we could go back to God's word and be reminded of who He really is. So I'm about to share to you three assurances from the word of God that we could hold on to every single time we face a challenge. Three key words. We're going, I'm, going to see a, I'm going to say a key word. I'm going to say that expression and I am going to see, I'm going to show us what God tells us about it. So here are three assurances that we need to do, that we need to remember in the face of challenges. Number one is the word definition. Remembering who we are in the eyes of God. Remembering who we are in the eyes of God. Let's go back to, the, to verse 1. It says, But now, thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel. And as we face challenges and difficulties in our life, it would, it, it would be nice for us to remember who we are. It's easy to say that we are the Son of God every time there's a promotion, every time that everything is going well in our lives. It's easy to remember that, yes, Lord, I am, in fact, your child. But in the midst of difficulty, that is the first thing that we question, isn't it? That is the first thing that we question. I remember to having conversations with Christians, with brothers, that are asking me, Pastor Alden, why is it that I'm going through COVID? Isn't it that I am His Son? I am created in His image. It doesn't mean that we are on shaky ground. It's, I, I, I don't know how the enemy attacks our identity right away in the face of difficulty. But if we are to define and look at our Bibles of who we really are in the eyes of God, and that is you were formed and He created you, that means that He knows you. That means that even your situation, God is in your midst. In the first 39 chapters, as I mentioned, you would see how Israel was sinful and not following the will and purposes of God. That's why the first two words of verse 1 is crucial. It says, but now. It seems God was saying to us, I, don't, I know your background, I know your sinful nature, I know where you came from, I know your tendencies, but I'd like to also remind each and every one of you that my grace encompasses all those, that my love for you is so great that it is going to cover that multitude of sin. And I'd like to remind you that despite all of this, I am greater. I have created you and formed 
you. And in the next part of the verse, God says, Fear not. It means take courage, for I have redeemed you. Take note, He not only formed us and created us, He redeemed us by the precious blood of Jesus. That means God owns us twice. And if you, in, if you are still doubting what, who, you, who we are, who you are in His eyes, He takes it up a notch. Because he said he not only formed you and redeemed you and created you, he knows your name. And in the world of the there's plenty of people, plenty of randomness that it seems going on. It's nice to know that God knows you. God knows you. I may not be able to name everyone who is watching this in Facebook and on YouTube, but here's what I assure you. God knows you. God knows where you are. God knows where your, your situation you want courage? Remember who you are. Remember who you are in Him. He not only knows you by name, but listen to this. What God says. You want the definition of who you are? You want to remember who you are in His eyes? God says in the latter part of verse 1, You are mine. You are mine. You are gods. One of the things that we, we talked about, I mean, one of the things that we are doing this, this, this pandemic is we attend online uh, live selling, right? Well, among you here, you, you, you experience doing live selling. When you want something, what do you do? You type the word, mine. And that is like an assurance that that item is yours. But God just, the, the, just the, did not say mine. Before He said mine to you, He already paid for you. He already created you. He already formed you. Therefore, you are entirely His. If that doesn't give us courage, I don't know what will. Define who you are in the face, in the challenges that we face. God defines who we are. He knows who we are. And listen to this in verse 2. It says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. After saying that we are formed and made and redeemed, and God, uh, and God says he, we are His. He says, when you pass through rivers, when you pass through waters, when you pass through fire, Notice that it does not say if, it says when. We are Christians. We do not live a storm-free life, but we live a storm-proof one. In fact, in this pandemic, everyone is experiencing the same storm. But I want to remind each and every believer here, you are not on the same boat. Because in our boats, God is in control. We are not the master of our faith. We are not the captain of our soul. That belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. We are His. That's how He sees us. This week I was reading on uh, an autobiography of William Carey, one of the pioneers of the missionary work in India. And for years, it's famous that he did not have his first convert until several years of his ministries. 
And one of the initiatives that he did in India was to translate the Bible to the local language. And finally, after years of praying and searching, a, 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 a publisher partnered with him and they started to translate the Bible and produce several Bibles in the local language. Until one day, after going through to a, an evangelistic event, William Carey goes home and sees that the printing press, his home, and all the manuscripts, original manuscripts of the translations that they did was burnt up by fire. In other words, he was back to zero. But the autobiography further describes that in the, the, the people were expecting William Carey to break down to surrender, to cower down and say, and, and say, forget about all these things. Maybe this is not God's will. So people were shocked when he knelt before God and audibly thanked him. You know what he thanked God for? William Carey said, Thank you, Lord, because I still have the energy to do it all over again. And the story goes, the, their ministry, the Bible translation, was better the second time around than what was originally done. Remember who we are in the midst of failure, in the midst where we get struck by COVID in COVID's face. We remember who we are. Yes, we're infected, for example. Yes, there's pain. Yes, our bodies are frail, but our spirits remain strong because we are formed in the image of God. He has redeemed us. In verse 7, it says, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. We are His. Let me say that again. God tells you and I, you are mine. The second key word I'd like to discuss with us this morning is the word revelation. So we have definition, we have revelation. And the description for that is receiving who God is in our lives. Challenges in life that we face is an opportunity for God to reveal Himself more to us. Consider uh, verse 3, it says, For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior, in that one verse, God reveals Himself to us in three ways. First, He said, He is the Lord. It means that He calls the shots. I don't know who's calling the shots in our lives right now. I hope it's not your political preference. I hope it's not, it's not you. I hope it is the Lord. He calls the shots. He said there, I am the Lord, your God. It means he is a higher being. And going to the verse, it says, I am the Holy One of Israel. He is a cut among the rest. You have not met anyone or you will not meet anyone above him. He is the Holy One. A cut above the rest is not even close. But I, what, what I love about this is years before Jesus came to save us, God refers to Himself as Savior. Lord, Lord God, Holy One, unlike no other, and Savior. 
That means wherever and whenever you need Him, He's there to save you because He has eternity in His hands. God is in the business of revealing Himself to you. He does not make codes that are difficult to crack, so that when you, when you, when you solve the, the codes, you'll see Him for who He really is. Our Bibles are the primary way God reveals Himself, but do you know that the challenges that we face in life also brings out that revelation. And our, our only hope and prayer is that God would remove the scales in our eyes so that we may see Him. Lord God, Holy One, and Savior. In the next part of the verse, it says, I give you Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you. Ransom. God is in control. All these things, all these threats, all these things that you're afraid of, God could give into your hands because He is sovereign. You want courage? Remember that He is revealing Himself through the challenges you and I face. And going on to verse 4, it says, Because you are precious in my eyes and honored, it means that when God looks at you, He does not look at you like everyone else's. You are precious in His sight. And honored, meaning there is weight. When you come into the throne of grace, when you come to God, there's weight. It is almost as if He drops everything and listens to you. He listens to you. And it says, not only are you precious in my eyes and honored, God says, I love you. If there's ever a revelation of who God is in our lives during this pandemic, during problems, during difficulties, may you hear the voice of God saying, I love you. Some of us need to hear that today. Because some of us are stuck in in, in this side of the fence saying, I did a lot against God. I ran away so much from God. We tend to forget that way before we decided to follow Him, that way before you watch this video, He has already decided, I love you. The ultimate, the ultimate expression of His revelation is Jesus Christ. Remember in the previous verse we talked about, Savior, Jesus came to save us. Have you ever come into a point in your life that you are confident that Jesus is your Savior, that Jesus is your Lord, that He is the Holy, the only one Son of God, Holy in our eyes? Have you ever come to a point that you could confidently say that you have surrendered your life to Him? Because these difficulties that you are facing right now, you know what God is doing? He's revealing Himself more and more to you. He's saying that He is God of the universe. And that God of the universe, that all-powerful God, loves you. Would you want to surrender your life to Jesus today? 
Would this week be the week that you finally say, Lord, I surrender? I hope that we won't wait. I hope that we bow down our knee. I hope we ask forgiveness. I hope that we repent of our sins and call Him Lord and Savior of our lives. Jesus. Definition, revelation, and lastly, companion. Companion meaning recognizing God is walking with us. In verse 5, it says, fear not. This is the second fear not that we discussed. Fear not. I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west, and I will gather you. In verse 6, it says, I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. North, south, east, west. It means all directions. God could call forth miracles. God could call forth nations. God could call forth miracles after miracles on your behalf, in your midst. You want courage? Remember that God is walking with you. That He does not leave us through these problems in our lives. He does not leave us when we're sick. He does not leave us when when we're we're already running away from Him. He pursues us. God is with us. You want courage? Remember who who is with you. Who goes ahead of you. And also watches your rear. That is God. I was reading up on this concept of Christianity. It's actually a theological belief called Coram Deo. It's a Latin for in the presence of God. Meaning if we walk our lives Coram Deo, we are in acknowledgement that His presence is always present in our lives. We are under His authority and we're living our lives to honor and glorify Him. Coram Deo. First time I heard about that was when I was a new Christian. And I always take it to heart. And I was reminded of that when I was reading an article this week. Coram Deo. It means that wherever you go, whatever you're facing, God is with you. And I like how Isaiah describes North, East, South, and West. It's almost as if to say, do you have troubles that you haven't faced before? You could face that. Do you have problems that overwhelm you? You could face that. Do you have situations that you've never been before? Do you have problems that you never expected would come? In all of those things, problems, situations that seem out of this world, we also have a supernatural God that is with us so that we could face them. God says to us, I will be with you. God says to you, you are mine. Secondly, He says, I love you. And thirdly, He says, I will be with you. You want confidence? Repeat those words over and over again as you face challenges. When I was doing this sermon this week, I have a a handy-dandy gadget I always use, and that was my iPad. And I've been using it for uh, 
couple of years now or almost going on two and a half years. And I would always make my sermon uh, in, in the iPad before I type it down for an outline and all that. So this week I was really excited. But when I, I noticed when I opened my iPad, there was a, there was a line. For those of you who are, are uh, gadget, gadget fans out there, you know that that line means it's the LCD is damaged. And this, was, this iPad was working perfectly. And when I noticed that, I also saw that my iPad was bent a little bit. And then uh, a, a doom feeling came over me because I remembered where I left that iPad before I used it. It was left in the car while we were moving. And probably a heavy stuff, a heavy, uh, a heavy thing went on top of it, damaged the iPad totally. So I, I, was, I, I was in distraught. I was discouraged. I was saying, how could I do that? I was punishing myself all, almost for a, dam- for a damaged gadget. And while I was basking in this problematic state of mind, my wife goes in my room and reminded me, remember when you bought that iPad we also got a protection plan for it. There was a glimmer of hope, but I wasn't holding my breath because it has been more than two years. There are 12 digits in the serial number of that iPad. So when I went to the website where you check the protection plan for the device, in each digit of that serial number, I was afraid if, in fact, this gadget was covered. And on the 12th digit, and I pressed enter, the website goes and says, Apple has got you covered. That simply means I could exchange my iPad for free because I have that protection plan over it, though it has been more than two years. Apple has got you covered. Do you know that as we go through life's situations, as we are facing the problems that we are facing, as we are still currently in the pandemic, do you know you could have God's courage Do you know that you could face everything at 110%? Because you know what? If there is a title to this message, it's this. God's got you covered. So go ahead, take a step out in faith. Go ahead and pray for healing. Go ahead as, as you encourage your relatives, as you encourage yourself, as you're going through a sickness. As you're going through the, the trials of, of, of rejuvenating your business, you could do it all with courage. But not courage coming from the world, but courage coming from the presence of God, coming from His, 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 His words that says, I created you, I redeemed you, I love you, and I will be with you. You could be courageous because God's got you covered. You could be assured of that. We're not going to cower down. We're going to face our situation with faith. 
not in temporal things, but the one who is supernaturally powerful that is on our side. I'd like to leave you with this. God assures us of His presence, of His power, and His protection as we courageously face life's challenges. Why don't we pray? Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for that reminder that you have got us covered. The reason why we could be courageous is because we run to you. Lord, as you define who we are, as you reveal yourself to us, as you walk with us, I pray, Father, for Coram Deo, that we would live our lives in the, your presence knowing that we are under your authority, but we live for your glory and honor. I pray, Lord God, for everyone who are going through difficult times today. Lord, I pray, Father, more than ever, that your voice would be louder, that your presence be stronger. Lord, would you hug them, Lord, that in your presence they might find peace and strength and courage to go on another day. Lord, I may not understand all the feelings that are represented of all my brothers and sisters praying here, but I, here's what I do know. I do know that you know them by name, that you created them, and that you have redeemed them, Lord. And you long to reveal yourself to them as Savior. So Lord, would you move in their behalf, even right now, for the people who are struggling with their business, for the people who need healing, for the people who need a new start, a new beginning, Lord, I pray, God, that you move powerfully, even this morning, God. Thank you, because we receive your love, we receive your presence, and your protection over us. Thank you for a great reminder of that this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. And I believe that this week is going to be an amazing week, even as you share the love of God. If you need prayers and you are having a difficult time through the season of your life, please enter our Zoom room. Our Zoom link is now available on Facebook and on YouTube. And as you enter, we have leaders. Uh, our pastors are going to be there ready to pray for you. Thank you for joining us. And I believe that this week, you are going to move in the power of the Holy Spirit as you share God's word, as you not only declare, but demonstrate the gospel to the people around you. Miracles are going to happen. You would see people go back to Christ. And as we end our service together, I'd like to impart the blessing of the Lord God to all of us. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and turn His face toward you and give you peace. Lord, we glorify your name. Help us to live our lives in accordance to your will and purpose. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week.